Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Let's get down to business. I got to meet that producer. I'm going to actually add him on uh, LinkedIn yeah. and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to hit him up and then well, say, no, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on text. Yeah, that'll be great. And are, are you on the email list or no? No, Jack and Louie, I just found out about it last week. Jack and like, I'm going to put you on because I guess I was with Oprah before she went to Polo Bar and he got hit up that she was at Polo Bar. Yeah. So. No, I, I will. Uh, I'll take care of it. I'll take it right after this. Let's get down to business. Gossip. Who wants sleaze? Who wants dirt on celebrities? Robin Garrett have the scoop, keeping all y'all in the loop. Naughty gossip's what Rob does. Elvis Duran presents Celebrity Buzz. All right, friends, what up? It is Garrett. Now, normally Rob Shooter sits right across from me, but uh, Rob is—he's uh, kind of busy. He's doing big things, but. Sitting in for Rob today, a good friend of mine, Adam Glenn. You know him from many of places. Uh, started out on TMZ, then took over the world by just getting these exclusive interviews, and we got him today. What up, Adam? What's up, buddy? How are you? Good to see you. I appreciate you coming by. It means a lot. I like the intro, man. Hey, I, I mean, how else? How else do I describe you? Because it, it, it's it's a really weird thing. Because well, people are like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "I'm not." I don't. It happens concern- all the time when you meet people. Yeah, no, I was with TMZ for a long time, but now I'm on my own. But I'm still breaking stories, doing these exclusive interviews on the street. That's raw, real fun, and getting these uh, the content that you see on Access Hollywood Extra, Entertainment Tonight, TMZ, Good Morning America, Good Morning America Today show last week. That was a big one. Yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it in a second. It's it's one of those you pretty much create your own path. It's uh, I feel like I'm doing something that is really interesting, and it's going to take off very, very soon. Listen, it's already doing well, but I think it's going to become people understand what I'm doing in a more uh, in a different way because it's just, uh, for in my opinion, what I for what I do is I feel like I humanize celebrities. I mean, I interview celebrities on the street. It's running gun style. It's very guerrilla style. 
But I feel like once they do the videos and I do the interviews, it kind of humanizes the people because they feel like they're approachable. You know, right. some of the biggest stars in the world that they're actually approachable. Right. Yeah. And and you don't do those running guns where it's like, hey, give me something juicy and run away. You you actually have developed friendships uh, out of this. Uh, you, uh, do your job from Oprah, like we said, to Shaquille O'Neal, to you know, I, 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 listen, it goes the on. List goes on. Yeah. It's, exactly. Uh, I I always listen. I've been doing this for ten years, which is crazy years. to think, right? Ten years. When I first started, people would slam the door in my face, tell me to get a new job. But I was persistent, I was patient, but I was also relentless, and I was always like, just give me a shot, give me a chance. And then once they gave me a chance, they realized I wasn't that bad. And I'm just trying to get an interview. I'm not trying to bust balls. I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm not. I'm trying to sleep at night. I'm not. I don't want to be the guy that uh, that made you lose work or made you lose sleep. And I'm just trying to get a quick, fun interview. Well, and and that's the thing we, we can talk about. But with that too, is you're very very knowledgeable about all things entertainment, and that's why we're here uh, doing this podcast. Yes. So uh, let's start uh, by talking about Kobe Bryant. So uh, Sunday morning, I think uh, everybody uh, found out via their iPhone uh, w- with a an alert that uh, a helicopter that Kobe Bryant was in went down in Calabasas, and uh, I was actually in a Broadway show. I was I, I saw a jagged little pill, and right before curtain went up. All the alerts went off. It was like, boop, boop, boop. And all you heard was, Kobe Bryant just died. Oh, my God. Kobe Bryant just died. Oh, my God. Like, the Insane, whole yeah. theater went. And uh, the I forget her name. She was the lead in uh, my big, fat Greek wedding, sitting right behind me. Nia Vardas? Yes, Nia Vardas. Yeah. So she was sitting right behind me. First, I, I had a little, like, yes, got better seats than her. But, yeah. but, but then even, even her, she was looking at her phone. And she's like, oh. And you could tell just, like, everybody was shocked. Like, for you... What happened yesterday? So you learned about the news. I heard about it like before it even kind of jumpstarted on Twitter. Right. Uh, you know, obviously Team Z broke the story, but I had a little bit of a. I was able to figure out my own sort of way that, like, before it even kind of broke on Twitter, there was really no tweets about it, and I found out right away. I'm just like, man, I need to tell Shaq. Shaq's a friend of mine, so right. I reached out to my friend Alex, and Alex reached out to Shaq, and um, which is very tough call to. Do because I I don't want to call Shaq right away. I don't want to be the guy to break the news to him. And Alex right. is my friend. Alex is his right hand man, and Alex broke the news to Shaq. And Shaq was basically Alex told me I was like, "How's he taking?" He goes, "He asked if Alex was serious. If I was serious, he said, yeah." His face went numb, and he just hung up the phone. He was just in complete shock. That's insane. Um, I started hitting up people right away. I mean, it was just insane. Like you're, it's one of those things where. You're, you kind of know where you are when you kind of hear about it. Yeah, and you'll always remember. And, and I heard about it, like, weirdly enough, I heard about it just before it kind of broke on Twitter. And I was reaching out to people right away, and everyone's just like, are you serious? Are you serious? And uh, it's one of those things where it's more shock than sad at right. this point. You go through You the, don't believe uh, it. You don't believe it. And it's so weird just because the night before, LeBron James passed, broke one of Kobe's records, and Kobe's last tweet or Instagram post was praising LeBron for right. breaking the record. So he was still fresh in our minds. And now he's gone. And now people are trying to figure out, you know, eventually he's like, who else is on the helicopter? Is right. it? And that's what happened with the craziest part is all these news outlets are saying his kids were on it. Uh, uh, Rick, Rick Fox, Fox is on yeah. it. And so everyone's trying to – so all the news outlets – they kind of pumped the brakes a little bit where they didn't report as much as as anticipated because no one knew anything except for a plane crash that Kobe was on. Yes. Who else was on it? No one really knew at and the time. And that's what happens. All these journalists and news sites and media outlets are fighting over who's on the helicopter, who's not on the helicopter. Who's right, who's wrong. His kids, Rick Fox. I mean, I don't know how these things—I saw people asking ABC— 
to take down their post saying that his kid was on the helicopter. Like, take that down. That's bad journalism. And then people, it, it was sure just enough, going back yeah. and forth because everyone, all the new, what happens is when there's a big news story like that and one site breaks it, all the other media outlets are trying to break stories within the story. Right. And they're of trying course. to get the scoop. And there's a lot of mishmash of news and information. It was interesting. So, being at a Broadway show in New York City, so curtain went up and like literally seconds before the curtain went up, the news feed went out about the push notification about Kobe. By intermission, that's where the second uh, push notification went out about his daughter. And then it was the same thing. Oh, my God, he was with his daughter. Oh, my God, he was with his daughter. And then you didn't really hear about them. So that, that hour and a half, two-hour period was when all that other stuff you were just talking about was going through. I didn't get that because our phones were off. And I'm not a bad guy and go to a Broadway show and keep sure. my phone on. Uh, but it was just so weird to see how it all developed and and Well, and it's whatnot. interesting because uh, someone hit – I'm not going to say their name, but someone reached out to me right. and well, said – Here's uh, a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, this one, there's plenty of sources. So you, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're free and clear to say – and you're you're knowledgeable enough and connected enough to say, hey, I, I, have, I have a source. My sources are yeah. good. I promise. When I say sources, I'm not that magazine media is BS. No, way. but you got to trust but me. It, I know you. So haven't... someone reached out to me and said, hey, his daughter was on the plane because he was at the academy where they were going to. He was at the facility where they were going to. They were going said, to a game though. They were right? going to a game, yeah. and uh, he was like, yeah. So I was able to confirm it before. And again, I wasn't really kind of playing with the story. I was more in shock and trying to. Let people know. Learn about it. Yeah. Again, I at the first thing when I heard about it, I reached out to Shaq. Well, of um, co- of course, and and like I was saying, you you have you have built many of friendships, including Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, probably top five greatest basketball players of all time. And I'm, I mean, even two weeks ago, you were with Shaq when uh, here in New York City when he was doing some press, and Shaq saves the day in the middle of a street. Yeah. Uh, your video obviously goes everywhere and and news, but because you were with him, not because you were just following him around, because you're friends with him. I so. was. I have a I have an interesting relationship with Shaq. It, I became friends with Shaquille O'Neal on the streets because, again, when every single time Shaq came to New York, I always wanted to cross paths with him. This for the past ten years, right. I always wanted to cross paths with him. And then eventually, I got him one day, and you know, again, I was a I'm a journalist, and every time I try to interview him on the street, and then one day he said to me, he goes, Adam, uh, he goes, hey, I'm not into it today, but you know, give me your number, dude. I was like, oh, okay, and I give him my number, and then we just start texting, and then every time he came to New York, he basically told me to jump in the car with him, and the, you know, I kind of hang filming, out with yeah. him for the day every time he comes to New York. I think he likes the company, but he also likes the uh, that I make the experience a little bit better for him because I'm, you know, I kind of know what to do, right? And, uh, but again, you go back to the Kobe thing. It's just, uh, it's just, and it's very. We're here. It is here. We are a day after, and now the stories are coming out where, you know, was the helicopter supposed to be in the air that day? Right. What were they wrong to do? Because other helicopters, the LAPD, didn't have their helicopters in the air. They were told it's too foggy out. The conditions are not good for helicopters. But Kobe was in a safe helicopter, but still went out in that helicopter. Not saying that he did the wrong thing. It's just. The chances and everything, it's just, you know, it's you wouldn't, And apparently, from learning about it, Kobe used a helicopter like we use cars. Yes. Like, it was everything. His Even his down to his final game at the Stable Center was he left in a helicopter. He arrived and left in a helicopter. That's how he did. He changed. I mean, he was known. That's how he went to, to games, every single game practice. He took a helicopter. That's what he did for the past how many years? Yeah. And... It's, it's weird. Crazy. And so, outside of uh, speaking to Kobe, have you heard from anybody else? To- uh, do you know anybody else uh, connected to Kobe in a, a like six uh, degree separation kind no, of way? No, I think everyone is. You know, you just see the tweets and on social media what he meant. And it's one of those things where it's very, it's so tragic the way it happened. It right. wasn't, a, you know, 
with his child, I think everyone's just, just yeah. you know, then the other people. Then you think about the other people on the plane. I think it's just everyone's just in complete shock and sadness. Well, the, and I, I, I didn't really reach out or talk to anybody besides, you know, a lot of people have been posting on social media what Kobe meant to them. Right. Uh, the the uh, coach that uh, lost his life as well was actually uh, – Aaron Judge uh, from the Yankees and Jeff McNeil from the Mets is uh, college coach. So yeah. uh, so the story goes deeper, too, as uh, I think as of right now, as we're talking about this, I think we d- just don't know about one pilot and uh, everybody else that came out. But with that, uh, as the news began yesterday, the Grammys were at night, and it's like one of those, you have to pivot. You have to acknowledge the fact of what happened today, because you're in the Staples Center, you're in Los Angeles, you have to acknowledge the fact that Kobe pretty much, the house that Kobe built, uh, where he was right then and then, and he played 20 years of his life. Uh, So the Grammys went off, and... uh, With a a little bit of a cloud over it. Yeah, it was almost like that cloud. It was like that Whitney Houston cloud. Yeah. You know, Whitney Houston died the day before the Grammys at, in the hotel where Clive Davis was throwing the party and Clive Davis still threw the party. And, you know, though the NBA went on and the Grammys went on, it still had that that same feel. I talked to a celebrity before they went to the Grammys and someone was going to be on the record. And they said to me, they said, this is one of those things you, you, you just you dr- – it's just one of those things you don't look forward to, right. especially when you're about to do interviews because you're never going to be asked about it. And all I can say is the same answer. It's uh, it's just terrible. It sucks. It's absolutely terrible. And it's one of those things where it's hard to be excited for the project. And here's the thing. The Grammys were last night. They were amazing. Um, I thought they were really good, the Grammys, last night. It was very – considering the thing, everything that was going with it, it was good. But now here we are. It's Super Bowl week. Right. And – I'm wondering, like, is the Super Bowl going to be a little bit tainted from this event? Is, well, I think, is, I think it's going to be a, 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 lot, a lot of questions, questions going off of, of like, like, you know, how you celebrities know, how are coming in and out of Miami. Miami. You're, lot, you're, yeah. you're going down I'm to going Miami down. in a little bit. There's going to be a lot of parties, and it feels weird to, like, to celebrate. I mean, I know tragic events happen every day, but I know there's going to be, again, still a little bit of a, a dark cloud over everything. It's like, should we be celebrating right now? Um, I know Shaq has a big party this week. Right. So... I said to them, guys, I was like, listen, just so you know, people are going to be, you know, questioning. Are you, do you should you throw this party? Do you want to have this party? Or yeah, and you know, especially, especially it's just him. a tough situation. Like it really all, is. All eyes kind of head over to Shaq. Not, yeah. n- not to say whenever he walks into a room, all eyes are on him because he's freaking tall. But he's he was Kobe's teammate. Love hate relationship. Yes. Whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, they still respected each other. So yeah, it's it's not an easy decision. They did a lot together, and there's no way about it. Either you have the party and it looks like you're celebrating, you're happy, or B, it's like you don't have it. It's like, is this the right move or the bad move to still go on with the party or not have the party? Right. I I don't know what to say. I don't know what the right move is. I guess that's up to them. I, 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 don't, I don't. Yeah, same same thing with the NBA playing the other day. It's like. Uh, should the NBA have canceled games, but knowing if you knew the type of person Kobe Bryant was, he would say the game must go on. You know what I mean? And kind of not stop. But the, it's like there's no right or wrong answer because Kobe, the basketball player, would have said, let's play. Yeah. Kobe, the human, would have been like, all right, let's take a timeout. But there's no right, unfortunately, uh, no right or it's wrong. A tough, you know? It's up to the every individual to do what exactly. they think best for them. Well, Because the, every, everyone's kind of grief. In, you know, everyone's trying to go through the motions and it's going to be uh, I was really excited for Super Bowl week until yesterday right. and now it's a different I, different I, I think thing. it changes up even like again I'm going down there to do interviews I don't, you know like I don't want to ask people about Kobe Bryant and that's not, not me being that... wrong but it's just like I, it's 
it's one of those things do you celebrate do you is it sadness is it do you have a great kobe story but i don't want it to take over for, you know i don't want it to take over from everything i, I trust me it's it's hard for it's everyone not it's, easy. it's not yeah. easy for anyone there um, but let's talk about the Grammys, though. Did you get to watch? I did. All right. So, uh, you know, obviously the tributes were right off the bat. Um, you know, Alicia Keys, Boys to Men, obviously not a lot of people realize because Kobe spent most of his life in L.A., but he's he's an East Coast kid. Uh, Philly guy. You know, Philly, uh, straight out of high school. Uh, didn't, he, didn't he go to prom with Brandy? Some, Brandy, that's Brandy. right. I was trying to think about that last yeah, night. crazy. I saw Kobe. The f- first and only time I saw Kobe, you know, just to go back real quick, he was a guest his uh right before the draft that. on the Rosie O'Donnell talk show <laughs> at the NBC studios here in New York. And uh it, I remember because she was Rosie O'Donnell was grilling him about Brandy, like taking her to the prom and it, it, That's it was crazy. And, and he I think wasn't he drafted by the Charlotte Hornets or some something with the Hornets, but I and digress. Guy, yeah, it's um, it's again, it's it's one of those things where you you grew up with him, right? You know, of so course. Cool. But yeah, so boys to men, obviously from Philly. Alicia Keys paid tribute. Uh, also, can I add real quick? Yeah. Alicia Keys in the beginning, that song that she did. Uh, not with Boys to Men, the one she did after. By herself. I by herself, when she sang the piano, talked about everyone, and did the song with the Louis Capaldi. It was Louis Capaldi. The Louis Capaldi song. When by the she way, did a guy to get on the street. You want you want a good soundbite? You always, he seems fun. You get him on the street. You see you see the clip he was- uh, Chicken the, Parmesan? Yeah, Chicken Parmesan. He's talking about the grand- Yeah, it's crazy. He, he seems like a fun, cool guy. You got to get- Adam, I'm telling you, you want a good soundbite that ends up going everywhere, just he, he'll be open and honest with you and not that typical you've celebrity. You've met him, right? Yeah, uh, uh, so, several times. W- when you've met him, did you feel like he has that, based on looks, I'm like, does he have that it factor? Like, man, is this guy a star? He's the he guy blends in a crowd. He's the guy that, you know, when you when a girl's like, oh, he has great personality. Like, this guy actually has a personality that can carry him through and build the rest of it. You know, sure. uh, he'll even admit, he goes, yeah, I don't look like, you know, a guy from One Direction. Uh, but the the dude could sing. The guy has a voice. And then on top of that, the funny. I mean, you're a comedian, too. You, you see it. Yeah. People are attracted to the funny uh, of you. So as long as you show it. He's witty. He's fun. He, yeah. You know, people enjoy having fun with someone. And that's what it is. So uh, the other uh, big, uh, it's weird to say even drama. But uh, so the Jonas Brothers uh, performed last night. Nick Jonas had lettuce in his teeth during the whole performance. Yeah. Uh, up on stage. Two brothers, not even saying, do you think it's a case of the brothers going, you know what? F Nick on this one. We're going to screw with him. Keep keep the kale in your mouth. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's just well, do this. Well, it's interesting because Nick's, I would say no one even noticed it because Nick's one of those guys who's always, he hides his teeth a lot. Yeah. You know, because Even growing got, up too. He wouldn't he he doesn't never smile. Smile. He doesn't smile, smile, show his teeth. So it was a last minute thing. I mean, I'm glad he's eating his greens before. And I know the brothers are kind of joking about it and messing with him. Um, Fortunately, it didn't affect his voice. No, not so, at all. So, I mean, I thought they were fun. They were great. The Jonas Brothers was one of those guys where we, listen, as a, uh, as a young guy growing up in Jersey, sort of made fun of them because of, of all the rings and stuff. But now they're like, they're cool. They're fun. They enjoy it. They're funny. Yeah, personality. And I I thought going it makes great memes for the next day. Oh, of course. And then uh, Jim Gaffigan uh, learning that uh, having his John Travolta, Adina Menzel moment with Camila Cabello, uh, calling her Camila Cabello. He was, he seemed nervous. He didn't seem, he seemed comfortable. He, he seemed seem- like the, the producer backstage uh, said, hey, why don't you read through the teleprompter? And he seemed like he 
he was like, no, nah, I got this. And then he realized there was more to it on the teleprompter than he just assumed. Yeah. Because he got his joke. Because the joke that he said, like, hey, people think I'm the accountant and I usually lose out to Dave Chappelle. And by the way, he lost out to Dave Chappelle yes. last night. And then he just totally stumbled on everything. I thought he was actually an interesting guy to present because I don't think he's a household name where everyone knows who he is. Correct. So I thought that was an interesting pick to present, especially for her. I thought if, you know, I feel like sometimes the artist has a little bit of. Um, selection of who they want to present to them, and I thought it was a very interesting person to give her to announce that she Do was the intro. Say, well, you know what? I'll say this: her performance was my favorite of the night. I think it was the most real in the sense, but you know what CBS did, and and I looked past it because I knew what the song was about. CBS teased it with Camila Cabello is going to sing to the man of her of her dreams. Oh. And when you they hear that, when, when you hear that, and you read the headlines and scroll through social media, who do you think she's? Uh, they're talking about Sean Mendes. Shawn Mendes. And what what a moment would that be? So if if you're just like flipping through the channels, or whatever, last night, and you hear that promo, and you're like, oh, he's going one on one with Shawn Mendes, and oh my, oh, this is probably good. But no, it was her dad, which yes. was just as sweet, but still, and especially with the story that was going on. I mean, it was it was a. It was a moment. You know what, though? I have a, so much different respect for her now because she just seemed happy. She seemed confident. She seemed, again, she had an it factor. Right. She sounded amazing. It was heartfelt. Uh, Gwen Stefani started tearing up during that. I thought she stole the show last night and made a lot more fans last night. And I think uh, Demi Lovato made this big comeback performance last night as well. I got a question about that for you. Go for it. So she screwed up a little bit while the singing, beginning. right? At the beginning. Do you think that was on purpose? Now, see, you and I know there's some type of showmanship in it, you know. Uh, but I think if this was like her fifth performance, like tenth performance, first performance in almost, you know, two years after uh, over- almost overdosing, and this song being a song she wrote a few days before she overdosed, I think just the emotions got to her on that point. Uh, her strategy that is like a PR thing to make it seem, seem like it's more heartfelt saying, you know what, mess up a little bit. You just do it in the beginning, you know, and then just and then so it seems more real and then go back and start. Right. You know, that's part, that thought comes to my head now because, listen, at the end of the day, it's show business. business. Show business. So that's part of me that thinks it comes off a little bit different. At first I did, but then to see like her at the end take that big like, <gasps> And I was like, yeah, may- maybe, just maybe. But, I mean, the deeper side of this, uh, Scooter Braun was all over the Grammys. His his Country Act one, Brandy Carlisle was there. Uh, Demi Lovato makes a big comeback. Dan and Shea. Dan and, I, I mean, he was just littered Dude, all over. how does he do it? How does he make hit after hit? I, I, I don't, it's, you, you is just. It, is it, but is it him or is it the PR, the marketing behind him? I think it it, just, it's the whole team. He has this, he has this thing, this beast, this beast of it all but uh speaking of the grammys uh you know they had their ceo who had a got asked to step down before the grammys even took off she was all over gma last week but i want to ask you who you think she said adam uh she goes there's someone that is up for a song of the year that their manager or someone that works with their manager sits on the board who votes for it so do you uh, so not to name names but do you think the Grammys are just tainted with with BS like that. Oh, 100%. Uh, and I don't think it's just the Grammys. I think it's the Oscars. I think it's the oh, Emmys. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think there's a lot. That's what award shows do. I mean, the thing is award shows, award shows are built to create, to make money. Yeah, they're I, made, they're yeah. made to build, it's built for business. The, you know? the, Os- the Oscars are the equivalent of the Super Bowl of award shows. Yeah, the, again, the Oscars were there to 
bring people to go see movies. And the same thing with the the Grammys, to, to bring people to the music scene, to hear artists. So it, it's it's a business end day. So it, it, it's, it's weird. Not, yeah. It's not just the Grammys. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. Oh, it's, so, it's, yes, it's in baseball. I, I mean... It's it's a business, so well, I get it. Well, all right. So let's end on this. Uh, we were talking about what you do uh, for a living, which is very successful. And here's the thing. When I play this clip of Oprah, you'll be like, oh, I heard that before. Yes, you heard it before because it was on Good Morning America, TMZ, Today Show. Uh, so we all know the story from talking about uh, Meghan Markle and Harry leaving the royal family. And uh, the story went before you broke this one that allegedly Oprah consulted with them. Yes, so uh, Adam Adam Glenn on the streets doing his thing, runs into Oprah, who you've run into several thousand times, yes. and uh, you, you ask this. So let's listen to this clip first. Okay. Okay. Wait, I mean, oh, okay. Wait, let me ask you this. So do you want me to ask that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. So you guys did get. Can we get at least get warm? Yeah. <laughs> Stands yeah. under the heat lamp. How are you feeling with <laughs> Meghan Markle and Harry? Uh, and Prince Harry? You know, I support them one thousand percent. You know why I support them? I, you know, I support them because I believe that when you have thought about this as long as they have, and even in the Queen's statement, everyone take note where the Queen says, this has been going on for months, these discussions have been going on for months. So when you've thought about it for months, and what Harry said in that uh, charity statement the other day, Sittendale or Sementall, whatever it was, uh, where he made that, Sentabale, uh, that, you know, the last line of his statement where he said that he had to make the decision to back away from his family in, even, in order to move forward in peace with his new family. I mean, I don't know how they came up with those words, but who doesn't feel that? Who doesn't feel what that... So super interesting in the fact that uh, the story was that Oprah convinced them to leave the royal family. But the way she phrased it without even pretty much saying that, yeah, I was a part of this. The way she spoke about it almost could tell like, hey, Oprah, Oprah was a part of this in some degree. I, they have a very close relationship. Right. Oprah uh, is working on a television show with them for, for Apple, I believe. Uh, they, she was at their wedding. Um, and it's here's the thing is. I've interviewed Oprah a lot of times on right. the street, of and I always try to tee her up first because obviously she's in New York, she's promoting something, she's here for business. So I try to talk about the book, and she's basically like, "All right, ask me about the good stuff. Ask get me to about the good job. stuff. Get to, get to the Which stuff. is good I'm for like, you. you. Know what? Perfect. But you know what? To be honest with you, I wasn't even looking for that because I was just, I'm there to make her look good. But if she really wants me, and I said to her, "It's like you really want to go that? Okay, you want me to do that?" And I think she was expecting maybe for me to ask her about the Russell Simmons documentary that she just left. Right. But instead, I asked about Meghan Markle, and she had a passion. You know, she's very passionate about what she said. I mean, we spoke for a while, and she said he's doing what's best for his family. Which and I, I kind you, you of gotta agree. Respect that. You know, you. I, th I think you got to respect that. You got to. You got to respect that. Uh, having a family now, it's like, and and hearing at first, like if I were to listen listen or see your clip, I'd be like, all right, Oprah, whatever, you're full of yourself. But the backstory is having a family now. You get it. You look out for them first than anybody else. Uh, so I kind of understand it. But with that clip, after you recorded it on on a, on whatever a Monday, Tuesday night, yeah. Next morning, it's all over the place. Oh, dude, that, yeah, that it was Oprah, great. Which has to be a cool feeling, knowing that something you shot hours before is 
international news. Exactly, international. And it's so, um, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm happy that I went with the royal family talk instead of the Russell Simmons talk because she already spoke about Russell right. Simmons. There's nothing really more to talk about. But I wanted her to go a little bit more in the Prince Harry. And again, I got two and a half minutes, three minutes over, and that was good enough for me. But it also hit for me as a guy who, that's how I make my money, it hits that international audiences. So then all of a sudden it gets all the TV and media on the overseas. Yep. Um, but as she's talking to me in the back of my head, I'm just like, yes, cha-ching, cha-ching, keep going, cha-ching, keep, keep, going. Going. keep going, keep going, keep going, because again, this is how I eat, and uh, I knew, and then I then I got to make sure, I was like, I got to make sure this was recorded, so instead of, I got it Tuesday night, I believe, yes, yeah, so it was Tuesday night I got it, but I released it uh, Wednesday morning, so fresh, every morning, all the news outlets are looking for fresh news, Right. boom, there Smart. you go, there's Oprah, and then it just took off from there, and it made, it did very well for me. Yeah. All right. Well, Adam, doors always open whenever you want. You got clips. Even if you're not here and you got some exclusive stuff like the Oprah stuff, always send it this way. We'll put it up here. We appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you for listening to you on iHeartRadio, wherever you are. We'll be back next week. Who knows what will happen? Hopefully a little bit more sunshine in this uh, crazy world we live in. Uh, but my name is Garrett. That's Adam Glenn. Follow him all over social media, A-D-A-M-G-L-Y-N, Twitter, Instagram. Anywhere else? MySpace. MySpace, too. Start that up again. That's my favorite. Yeah. Start that up. Where's Tom? Uh, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week right here on iHeartRadio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.